Associate Civil and Environmental Professor Justin Marshall was looking for a little structure in his life when he came to Auburn, and boy, did he get it. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Greetings, friends and loyal listeners. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. 2020 wonderful in my book. Yeah, it better be. And it better be. We are around in a year, I mean, getting close to a the second anniversary yep. of the best yep. podcast in higher had, education. We've almost had two a hundred of these now. Yeah, I know. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I started thinking about. It, I was like, "Has it been a year?" And then, of course, because twenty twenty has been so crazy, and it, it throws off your whole inner chronology and let's keeping track on things. Let's just hope the podcast doesn't get into its terrible twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark is over here. I could, I could see him. Well, we, a I was few about fits. to say we got the sluice is loose. We got the, John over here. The so things are looking up. Yes, I'm Jeremy Henderson, a communication specialist in the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's office of communications and marketing joined as always by my co-host ola uh, gray gray boy quarter zip quarter zip that's it. austin phillips the the director of the aforementioned office of communications and marketing over here on the keys is uh the uh the sluice the john sluice, sluice, is sluice is loose on the keys hey he's been lumberjacking it up Und- over the <laughs> over the holiday yeah. moving trees and have you really oh yeah oh sluice. picks him up on his back i didn't know about that's that. the way he rolls under the uh the watchful eye of marcus klutz aka marv <laughs> harry which harry harry say. from home alone <laughs> hey you're you speaking about us coming up on these anniversaries that of podcast and stuff last year our first one of the year was ryan mcgill oh okay you know ec right. the man ryan mm-hmm. mcgill do you know what the name of that one was called thrill mcgill i don't know sign of the times was it really we should have known then <laughs> yes. it just folded up yes shot and yeah like, yeah seriously i didn't realize that sign of the times. how about that today we're so be, care- be careful with yeah, what you yeah, name this one now hell in a handbasket <laughs> will be the name of this episode with Justin Marshall joins us today. Now, Justin is an associate professor, right? Yep. In structural engineering and also the director of the brand new, incredible, spectacular Advanced Structural Engineering Lab, man. the ASEL. I mean, how'd you get that? Yeah, how'd you get the keys to, to this say, thing? Come on, man. You, what, luck? Yeah, a little bit of luck. Uh, we've been looking at doing something like this for a number of years and, uh, Kind of what it came down to was uh, I was willing and uh, I was in the right position to do it at this point in time. And I've been involved in the process. um, What was it? Maybe six or eight years ago, we sat down and really started looking at at how we could get a a better, bigger structural engineering lab. And, And there were initial drawings and details that came out about a really large facility that included a lot of different um uh, labs, some related to chemical engineering and wood products and other engineering uh, aspects, but those kind of fell by the wayside and then this opportunity came up. So since I had been on it from the start, I've, I've been involved with, as well as several other of uh, my colleagues, uh, uh, Robbie Barnes and Anton Schindler and Brian Anderson, as well as our department chair, uh, Andy Novak. And so the several of us were were considered for the position, but I was in a position right now to be able to step up and and do it. 
Um, and so that's kind of how I got there. Well, you got some oh, awesome feel. digs over there. <laughs> it mean, is nice. It's, 22, it's beautiful. $22 million facility. And I'm, I, I, you know, there it, it's, if not the best, you know, one of the best in the nation now. No, sure. no I mean, doubt. Not just for the, the, the actual engineering stuff, but the amenities for the, the employees. You got a... Uh, you got Diet Cokes in the fridge. Yes. You've got, you've got that rock climbing wall. We do have for the rock recreation. climbing wall. That's right. I mean, that thing is We intense. just can't tell OSHA about right. That's right. That's, that's right. We can't well, tell OSHA. I mean, have you been tempted to climb up that strong wall? And that, that's called the strong, no, strong floor. Mm-hmm. What's the wall called? Strong, strong wall. wall. Strong too, wall. Yeah. Yes, we're not we're not super creative as engineers. It's strong floor and strong wall. <laughs> I know what I was. I should have. Kn- I was about to say I should have known that. When Austin Austin wrote something about it, and I was just like, "That's just such a weird description." It has a strong wall and a strong floor. I'm like, "We got to mix this up a little bit, man. Austin, come on, you gotta we got to work gotta, on your adjectives a little bit." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's a term." So, That's right. Something else I, that I think has been awesome about this uh, facility is, you know, this is also something that. You know, the president's office really kind of challenged university-wide of what are some projects that can make a difference, not only in our state, but in our region and in our nation, that are going to have economic impacts. And boy, what a plan, Dr. Taylor, Dr. Novak, you know, you all put together to present to the president's office to give the green light to actually start doing this. And then, you know, the governor's office, the state has just gotten behind this. And wow, what, what do we have a couple, right before the break, we had probably couple dozen um legislators and mm. people from across yes. the state you know come meet in this place um kind of rounding up their state tour so That's not right. only do we have this place that is just going to just change the trajectory of where our students want to go in the civil and intervi- environmental field but now we've got this showpiece too mm-hmm. um so yeah just i mean brown Copel is so 2019 <laughs> I mean, that thing is old news. I mean, because that's a lot of responsibility because now you, right, you've got well, the keys to you know, the, the show. It just, it just blows my mind of, you know, Jeremy, we're 2004, 2003, we were last year as students. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this whole engineering complex is just completely different. Uh, and just the opportunities that this allows our students. And then now down West Sanford, you know, kind of our new, our new entrance from the West side of town. Woo. Love it. I didn't have anything like this when I was in structural uh, engineering. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was nothing. I mean, there was nothing yeah, when I went, was in structural. Yeah, when he made, says that, he, when he just walked through one day, <laughs> right, right. he didn't have anything. I knew a kid. Yeah. I knew, I knew a kid. Feel, so, I felt so, close Justin, enough. how long have you been here at Auburn? Uh, so I started in January of 2009. So if I can. Did you come from anywhere near the Chicago region by chance? I did not. What's going on with the, Where are you from originally? So I, I, uh, I grew up in, in Utah. So out west, close enough. I mean, it's not here. <laughs> yeah, I guess any. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it's not grew, the plane. You grew so up in Utah. Okay, okay. Grew up in Jeremy Utah. Jeremy was a uh, geography major. Right. <laughs> grew up in Utah, um, and then went to uh, went to a pretty good school out there. Yeah, I went to Brigham Young University. Yep, um, and did my bachelor's and master's there in civil engineering. Uh, after that, I took a job in, in upstate New York, small town up up that way. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's what I'm here. About four and a half. Yeah, that's where my accent was. Those four years. <laughs> that's, that's, what it, that's what it was. Out of that's the, what it is. Yeah. Uh, from there, uh, after I worked, I, I went and got my PhD at Virginia Tech. So my accent's probably some weird hybrid. Have from you been to every- Chicago? I have. <laughs> well, I have okay. a, a few times. Well, See, Jeremy, you were on the just going to have said that. Yeah. We'd be yeah. done with this, this little segment. So all great schools. You yes. Know, but what, in, what road led you here? Um, two eighty, two eighty or eighty five, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty easy, huh? Well, let's He's a see, civil engineer, eighty one <laughs> down there, yeah. No, um, 
You know, in in the end, the uh, the process to interview for a faculty is is pretty crazy. It takes a long time, and and so what it comes down to is where your best opportunity is. And uh, when I was at uh, at Virginia Tech working on my PhD, uh, one of the faculty members there uh, named Tommy Cousins, he had been here on the faculty for several years before he went to Virginia Tech, and he was very good uh, friends, colleagues with Mike Stallings, our our previous um, department head before Dr. Novak. And, uh, you know, they all told me really great things about the place. And, and the fact that they were willing to offer me a job was really a, you know, that was really the key element. And it was a place where I thought I could be successful. Um, they were looking for someone with my, my expertise to round out the, uh, the faculty in civil engineering. And, uh, they thought I could be successful. And, and, you know, from a family perspective and a professional perspective, Auburn is a, is a great place to be. At least that's what it seemed like when I was here, and in the 11 years since I've been here, it's continued to prove that out. Awesome. You talk about your expert expertise. What is that? What, what's your research interest? What, what, what are you in? Uh, so my, uh, my original research uh, interest was, was earthquake engineering, and uh, we don't have a lot of those no, here in Alabama. Un- thankfully. We hey, don't. Hey. It's, it's one of the what, We do. 2003, I woke no, no, up, no, there baby. was a... Yeah, it yeah. was around then. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but one of the largest fault systems in some of the largest earthquakes in the United States happened here in the central United States. It's like near Tennessee or something, didn't That's it? That's right. Yeah. I remember reading about that like in a weekly reader and just being terrified. That's right. You know what I'm talking about? There's the uh, what they call the, the New Madrid or New Madrid, I think is how they say it up there. They're back it's to my the, real, the real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. The real Real Madrid, real. right? Something like that. But yeah, there was some major earthquakes that happened in 1811 and 1812. And oh, not many people know about them. Because one, there wasn't many people living there at the time. Um, like, but, what, like, uh, what, like, what's the estimation on the Richter? Uh, so there was uh, there was three Earth made well three magnitude seven plus earthquakes within a six month period. I don't care Whoa. for that. And wow. uh, I mean, essentially, the reports were everything was was leveled. There wasn't much here, but uh, it started in November of eighteen eleven, and I think uh, the last one was March of eighteen twelve. But they, you know, the the stories are that you know, in addition to those major earthquakes, the three really big ones, there was also you know other ones that were just happening regularly. Um, Real Foot Lake in Tennessee was formed by that earthquake. It, one of the one of the one of the um, uh, earthquake events caused the Mississippi River to flow backwards and fill in the lake. <laughs> And then one of the other ones kind of reset it. The lake stayed, and and it w- it's kind of an interesting story. But uh, that could be a Dollywood ride. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> you know, like a except way more terrifying because <laughs> yeah. you're not sure someone's actually yeah, made sure it's safe, right? Yeah. This is a natural disaster. <laughs> well, so, so how's it? How is how has it been now though? Being in the new digs for a couple of months or a month and a half, or I know we were kind of it was you know. But, what defines it being open? Is it just because you can go in? Is it when, you know, you're showing up there every day? What, you know, I mean, you're there now, right? Yeah. You're yeah. there there. I, w- I was there this morning working. Um, we, uh, you know, it, it's open and we've got some things going on. What we're still in the process of right now is getting all our equipment. I mean, part of the process of getting this new lab is getting the right equipment to be able to utilize it. The, uh, the strong floor, the strong wall, the geotechnical chamber, those are all great features, but we have to have the right equipment, the hydraulic actuators, the data acquisition system, 
that we're getting and there and and several other things that we're we're looking at to have and and in fact this morning i, I received a, a shipment of some of some of our hydraulic actuators that are coming in a lot of those things are going to be kind of trickling in for the next couple of months over the last summer as as we were coming up to the end of the construction we were ordering a lot of that and so a lot of it has two three month lead times and and so we're starting to see that all come in well, back to kind of your expertise, you said you'd kind of moved away right. from earth. You know, you were started in some earthquakes, and it's kind of where 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 are you at now? Well, I won't say I've moved away from it. I'm, I'm still involved in earthquake engineering research, but uh, and and that's where I really got my start. But here, more recently, I've I've been more involved in in wind related research, um, hurricanes, post disaster. And, and with my earthquake engineering research, one of my big breaks initially was I got selected uh, about a year after I got here to go down to Haiti after the earthquake in 2010. Um, and so that was one of my first real um, introductions to post-earthquake or post-disaster reconnaissance. And that really helped me get on my path, make, the, make some connections and, and see the needs that are out there. Um, followed that up with a uh, trip to Christchurch, New Zealand a year later. Um, and then in the more recent past, I've been working quite a bit with Dr. Roosh. Um, we had a very busy hurricane season this last year. Um, our comment as we were driving down to Louisiana for the third time was, man, this is just, how do we, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what we would do if we'd come here again, you know, cause what's a, what's a road trip with Roosh like? It, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, got that Google uh, co- that Google camera up we there. We do. We have he he has a street cam, and so we get a lot of um, interesting reactions from people. <laughs> when, you know, I mean, half the time we're driving around in you know pretty damaged areas, and and so people are looking at us, and and we've had numerous people look at us and then think about it for a second, and then you know give us some kind of a sign. Usually, it's not one that I. You, a lot or, or see the moon during the day uh, yeah something <laughs> i haven't seen that one fortunately Yowzers. but I, I i haven't looked at all the imagery it, it's very possible something like that's in there uh but you know we've he was our first guest by the way yeah. speaking of anniversaries he and events was. and everything he li- he was. Uh, i'm sure you was, know that because you've listened to every episode that's right <laughs> but no that, yeah that was here. right after the right after the tornado right after, that we uh, had here at home uh, yeah, yeah borgard borgard yeah. yeah. that's right good night that was rough the uh well so You've been in there. We, you know, we've we have toured it, you know, extensively. We've got great photos. This guy over here is just a. There's a. There's a yeah, great, great new issue great, of the magazine. Great, great job, John. Yeah, great, great job, John. There's a. You know, it's on the cover of a new magazine. Do you have one yet? We'll give it I've, to you. I, I I do have one. What do you I think of that have, article in there? Uh, pretty good. I like huh? it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good little story. Isn't it? That's right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> but uh, you know, one of the things for me as somebody who's you know, I'm supposed to be hyping this thing up, and but at the same time, it's nice when you have these things that generally, genuinely impress you as like, oh, you know, my gosh, let me look at look at this thing because actually, we we live near there too. Yeah, we drive yeah, by right and get there. to see it and everything. And what do you tell the kids, Jer? That Daddy built that. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Daddy works. Daddy, see, that's what Daddy does in there. We're gonna take him rock climbing this weekend, going up there. Yep, nice. That's all I can think about when I see that strong wall. Hey, uh, they act up. They'll move to a technical chamber. Yeah, that's right. There's a there. chamber there. Yeah. They, they're not getting out. Uh-uh, not Remember Harry all. Potter? That's, <laughs> that's what he was doing. The uh, but so you know we we talk about it and and I know obviously when 
when we speak in superlatives, uh, you know, the the best. Well, okay, one of the best kind of a deal. But this actually seems like right now, given I'm, and you know, I'm sure someone's going to come along in a few years and they're going to have an extra two rock walls or something <laughs> like that, you know, or, or a you know a, a jam and gym or some like a b- balloon, you know, a moon castle or something in there. But I. Is it right now, I mean, how does it feel being kind of just at the, the tip of the spear of this kind of research, you know, campus-wise in the country? I mean, that's a, I don't know. I just, I'm thinking about it. It's yeah, something to no. take a little pride in when you yeah. drive by. Uh, somebody came he, back into town. He really can't go. Look, just <laughs> right, right, right. And, uh, I mean, you know, Purdue? <laughs> I mean, what are they doing, you know, these days? It just seems... Not rock climbing. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> they ain't climbing rocks up in uh, West Lafayette. That was going to be the lead to the article. I was like, if you want to know... Well, I can't say yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, that's I why it's not the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke between, uh, comparison between West Lafayette and West Sanford. Jeremy gets a, he gets a little carried away with bragging sometimes that he's got to insult people. <laughs> right, right. I go for the jugular, you know? I see it. I don't, I don't like people. But, but hey. When you're number one, exactly. you know, flaunt it. Exactly. exactly. You got so it. You flaunt I, I, it. I'm with you. You know, what What do you feel sets this up apart? Because, we do, you know, we mentioned Purdue. Purdue's got a really good structural uh, lab. You know, we kind of, you know, looked around the nation and kind of pick and choose to, to how to make ours the best. Uh, what, what makes ours so unique and so great? You know, this is – it's a brand-new facility. With that, we've got all this new equipment and instrumentation coming – um, you know, size-wise, we're up there near one of the bigger ones in the United States as far as the, the size of the strong floor and the, and the height and the, the, the width of the strong wall. And the elements that it can accommodate, right? Yeah. Well, and, and the access. I mean, the big thing, if you've yeah. ever been over to Harbor, you know, we've gotten some pretty good size pieces of structural engineering materials in that lab and we we never write about how we got them in there because <laughs> yeah. Robbie little, Barnes was little smoking mirrors. Robbie Barnes was saying something about some, a couple signs being moved yeah, or something yeah. like that. I couldn't didn't know what he. Was. I, I didn't mean, press him. I mean, we we had a we had a time. One of the biggest things I've ever put in there. Well, first off, we have a, a ten ton, twenty thousand pound um, crane in harbor. Well, we had a piece of uh, a precast concrete culvert that weighed about twenty five thousand pounds. Well. The math is pretty easy there. You cannot pick up the whole thing mm-hmm. with that crane. So we ended up having to pick up one end, put it on rollers, and had forklift going. with. And so there were a lot of things. And when we do that, we have to shut down that whole parking lot for the day because you essentially had to jackknife a 48-foot truck to get it in there. And so, you know, it, it limited us on what we could do and, and access. And so now access is great because they just pull right off of West Samford there, right off um, – Shook Jordan and and they can pull right into the lab, and so that makes it really amazing. And then the the really the thing that makes us the most unique, and and this I don't have any any issue with saying maybe this is maybe a little bit of a superlative, but the geotechnical chamber size wise is one of the biggest that I'm aware of, and having it within the strong floor is is no one else has that, and so it's a really really unique thing. I mean, and, and when you get to talking about infrastructure and the types of things that we want to test, that chamber in conjunction with the strong floor and the strong wall lets us do some really, really unique things that haven't been done before. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times geotechnical engineers and structural engineers work separately. They figure out their parts, and then we try and find a way to work them together because 
structural tests in the lab, geotechnical, really full-scale ones have to be out in the field where all the soil is. This gives us an opportunity to work at that interface, which will be a very unique aspect. Um, Jack Montgomery, one of our other faculty, he just w- was awarded his career award. And he, and he, from NSF, and he told me specifically, he's pretty, he's confident that one of the key things was the work that he was able to talk about that would be done in the geotechnical mm-hmm. chamber. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's right off the bat. There's one thing that already this lab has, has brought to us. That's huge. That's all. That's so awesome. What our structures lab in Harbor served its purpose. Well, it was, it was a great, great lab for where, where it was, what we needed. Uh, and just imagine the graduates that we've graduated from here, what they've gone on to do. That's what gets me so excited mm-hmm. is, if we're producing leaders at Brassville and Gorey and Volkert and every other construction company in the world, and Aldot, you know, we host the, what, for 60-something years, the transportation conference. If we've been able to do all that, and now we've got this $22 million, 42,000-square-foot facility. Mm. It's like the Death Star has a Death Star. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like the tractor beam, you know. If you're a student wanting to be in civil engineering, this thing ought to be a beacon that is just calling you in. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. You're... Lucky man getting to be I over am. there. I am. It's 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 a lot of fun. Well, the, and they they, you know, oh, what like we just drew uh, straws to put somebody over there. You know, we're we're gonna put one of our best people over there. So you well deserved, Justin. And uh, <laughs> the one thing Purdue per don't have <laughs> is, is a Justin, Justin Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new Marshall in town. <laughs> That's right. Did they have a nickname for you? Are you the Marshall? Do they have one for you? I, I don't know that there's a nickname for me. Mm. What about the, I mean, do you call it the ASCL or what do you have a nickname for it already or? Uh, we've been calling it ASCL. Yeah. Uh, we, we, tes- we hesitate to actually say that. And, you know, I think it, it's important to keep saying the letters because if you just say it out, I think there's bad things that could happen there. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but I'm glad. You just really, yeah. <laughs> really messed up the intro. I was going to say. Jeremy's going to go there. It's going to be really hard. <laughs> Purdue and <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to yeah. work there's with all lot. of a sudden. A yeah, lot. Justin can't thank you enough for joining us from coming over, and also got to compliment the mask. Robbie Barnes had some pirate kind of a theme. You're you're rocking <laughs> yeah, the camo, camo, and I'm glad you're yeah. in charge now. Frankly, after seeing that, couldn't especially. even see him coming. No, That's no, right. <laughs> exactly. At least the bottom half of my face. Yeah, you couldn't see it all right, there. all right. Thanks and so I, much. I need one for the whole part of my face. I think. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Thanks War for Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.